Hi everyone, I'm Stuart Spinks and welcome to episode 25 of my podcast, Beekeeping Short and Sweet. This week, we're discussing the art of clearing supers and summertime man flu. Beekeeping Short and Sweet a beekeeping podcast for the inquisitive beekeeper with a short attention span. A beekeeper, in fact, just like me. Welcome once again to my weekly podcast, and my thanks to those of you listening via the Patreon page. I really appreciate your support. If you're not familiar with Patreon, it's a support page where you can help me create more content by signing up to one of my reward tiers, and in return, you gain access to additional content and support from me. These start from as little as $1 per month, so I believe with the regular quality content I'm producing, $1 represents excellent value for money. If you've not yet started beekeeping and you're looking for help and assistance, pop over to my website www.norfolk-honey.co.uk forward slash get started and I'll do all I can to help you out with suggestions and recommendations for you. As usual, I'll leave any relevant links for this week's podcast in the show notes. Well, as you can probably tell by the sound of my voice, I've been hit with a summer bout of man flu, one of the nastiest illnesses on the planet for us chaps. It took hold earlier in the week, and I've had a couple of days in bed to no avail. But I'll struggle on for the podcast, although this week it might be a touch on the shorter side of sweet. If you can forgive me for that, hopefully normal service will resume next week. Anyway, it's almost time for us to begin clearing our supers to take off the summer honey crop and I was in the equipment shed digging around for the clearer boards the other day to make sure that we're all prepared and got to thinking about the first few times that I cleared supers way back when I had just a couple of hives. In those days, as it is today I guess, the Porter Bee Escape seemed to be the way a lot of beginner beekeepers go. You probably know the things I mean, the plastic oval white contraptions that separate to reveal a tiny metal spring that acts like a gate. They plug into the crown board or cover board, as more and more people are calling them these days. Most shop-bought crown boards seem to have two of these oval cutouts in them, uh, so the porter bee escapes simply plug straight into these, although you do need to pin them in place or use some gaffer tape or something to stop them from being pushed back up and uh, have the bees flood back into the supers. The last thing you really want is to expect to have supers cleared and then find that the porter bee escapes have somehow failed and the bees are still in the supers. Obviously I'm speaking from experience. It's happened to me several times in the past and that led me to trying out different methods of clearing the supers and I just wanted to cover off some of those today. The thing with the porter bee escapes is that the metal springs need to be bent at a particular gap. So it needs to be a small gap of around three or four millimetres wide so that the bees can pass through it, but then not easily get back up into the super. I tried them on several occasions, uh, but after various wasted attempts, I then went for the more physical approach. With only a couple of supers, I took an empty spare super along and proceeded to shake and brush the bees off the combs and then place the cleaned combs into the empty super. 
You learn very quickly to put the cover on top of the supers or the bees quickly find their way back into the honey frames and then you have to do the whole process again. I also used a bee brush. I'm sure you've seen them, the long-handled, long, soft, bristled brush that rather than sweeping the bees off the comb, somehow seemed to pick them up and tangle them into the bristles so you're left with an angry mess of bees on a stick. I quickly decided that that wasn't the right method, although a sharp shake and a gentle brush with my hand seemed to work quite well. This was fine with just a couple of supers, but imagine trying to do that with a hundred or more supers. It's simply not practical. I've watched a few old videos of bee farmers using chemicals to repel the bees out of the super, but I was never keen on that. I'm just certain I'd use too much repellent and the bees would flood out of the entrance and make more of a mess for me, so I've never tried it. I'm sure it works fine for some beekeepers out there, but it's just something that I've never turned to. Many commercial bee farmers force the bees out by use of a modified leaf blower to simply blow the bees out of the super once it's been lifted off the hive. If you've seen any of the videos I post on YouTube or Patreon with the various angry colonies I have, you'll be only too aware of how that's likely to end for me. And it's only going to end badly. And it looks like such a violent method with bees flying out in all directions. And again, it's a method I'm just not keen on. Plus there's the expense of buying a leaf blower for twice a year use. It's just not for me. Next we come to clearer boards. And here we find my preferred method of clearing the bees out of the supers. They're quiet and gentle and it allows the bees to move out of the super in their own time and means I can lift the super off with pretty much all of the bees gone. There are of course several types of clearer boards available out there. Round ones, rhomboid ones, the Canadian clearer boards with the little cones in each corner. Most beekeeping supply companies sell a range to suit most beekeepers' preferences. I went for the rhombus clearer boards. These have that typical rhomboid shape where they're wider in the middle and then narrow to a point at each end with just a bee space to allow the bees through. They worked really well when I first got them and I've stuck with them ever since and now have enough to clear down each apiary in turn. So here's how it works. When you buy them they normally come as just the preformed plastic clearer which needs to be screwed onto a crime board or something similar. After trying out a few options, I eventually made my own boards using roof battens for the sides and a piece of plywood for the main board. I then cut a hole in the centre of the ply and screwed the rhombus clearer to the bottom side of the plywood. So what you end up with is a deep board with the clearer underneath and a small space for the bees to clear into. And I think that's important. If you use just a crime board, you could simply give the bees more space by using an eek, for instance, instead of a deep clearer board. So how does it work? Well, when you're ready to remove the supers, you simply take the supers full of bees off, carry out your normal inspection, and when it comes to putting everything back together, I follow this routine. So you have your floor and the brood box, I always put the queen excluder back on, but I know that there are people out there who don't. I add an additional empty super. This is really important because it gives the bees something to clear down into. Otherwise, you could overcrowd the brood box and have bees spilling out of the front entrance. On top of the empty super goes the clearer board, and then the honey-filled supers for extraction go on top of this. The crime board on top of those and then the roof goes back on top as usual and you're done. I usually do this in the afternoon of the preceding day I want to extract. 
I get everything ready in the honey room and then go over to the apiary early the following morning and normally lift the cleared honey-filled supers straight off the clearer board. Just be careful if you do follow this routine because if there's a lot of propolis on the bottom super you could end up lifting up the clearer board as well and then the bees are just going to rush out at you. It seems the bees lose the queen's pheromone and rush down through the escape to be with her, only to then get stuck and unable to return upwards back through the clearer. Overnight seems to work well enough for me, and I clear one apiary at a time and extract that apiary and then move on to the next. Within a week or so I'm done. I know this is not the best way for everyone, but it works really well for me at the moment, and I get to keep all of the honey in apiary-specific batches. So if I'm selling honey through an outlet close to an apiary, I can ensure that they get honey from the closest possible source, and they really appreciate that. Of course, I'm describing the perfect results here, and sometimes it doesn't always go according to plan. If you have any gaps in your supers, you can bet that robbers will take advantage of that empty honey super, and by the next morning, you could be left with an empty box. So remember to check for any gaps or holes in your equipment. One of the reasons I go with overnight clearing is if I do ever miss a hole or a gap, I normally get to the apiary early enough the next morning before the robbers have a chance to exploit my mistake. So there you have it. I'm sure there are other ways that beekeepers clear their honey boxes, but this is the way that currently suits me just fine. I'd be interested to hear how you clear your honey boxes ready for extraction. Well, that's it for this week. My apologies for a shortened version of the podcast. Hopefully I'll survive my man flu and be back on it next week for the jobs in the apiary roundup for August. Another month has slipped by so quickly. Where does the time go? Anyway, thanks for hanging around until the end of this shortened podcast and keep the comments coming. I'm a sickly Stuart Spinks and that was beekeeping short and sweet. (laughs) 